This week on the Steam Machine Podcast, may the force be with you. Or not. Cue the music! Another wonderful, exciting, spectacular episode of the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton, and joining me, as always, are my good buddies, the Brothers of Destruction themselves. I said buddies. Buddies. So, yeah, I'm Dalton's. Oh, my buddy. <laughs> I'm Dalton's buddy Nate. I'm, I'm Willie, and uh, buddy leads to anger. Anger leads to fear, and fear leads to the dark side. Dude. <laughs> You'll become a Jedi outcast that way. Jedi outcast, you will be. I think that's the fastest we've ever mentioned the game that we're playing. Hey, record set. Woo! What the fuck have you guys been up to this week? It's a big week for me, man. Big week. So, I've 100%ed another game on Steam. I have only ever 100%ed two now games on Steam. One of them is a marvel in its own genre one of the best games that was ever made for this particular genre the other one was dragon quest 11 i'm talking (laughs) i'm talking about garfield kart furious racing (laughs) the The finest cat-based kart racing game ever made that heathcliff fast and furious I was driving along, and anytime somebody would ram me from behind, I would just fall through the map. <laughs> I don't know. The game has some problems, but it's fun. Yeah, I love that game. It's it's a lot of fun. It's stupid as hell, but like for some reason, I was just playing. I was like, what if I did 100% this? <laughs> then I just started working towards all the achievements on it, and I had fun doing it. It was a good distraction from our game of the week. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll get to that. Uh, so... I gotta say, just speaking of Garfield Kart, when I'm playing a game by myself, jank tends to bother me sometimes. Well, sometimes. But like, Bethesda games, I just, I just, they're Bethesda games. I assume that there's gonna be some jank to them. But like, when it's a well-polished game and I run into some jank, I'm like, man, I'm looking at you, WWE 2K20. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, what the fuck, all right? But when I'm playing games online with my friends like if they're polished that's cool like when we play arc that game's got a little jank but not much that'll be fun when we played quake there was no jank you know what i'm saying it was it was fucking beautiful but when we play things like garfield card or phasmophobia or when i yeah. finally talk you guys into playing some devour with me uh 
I feel like sometimes the jank just adds to the fun because it just makes you fucking laugh. Oh, yeah, dude. Just like, is there anything better than seeing somebody's head go through the wall in Phasmophobia? <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Or like the weird positions that your body will be pretzeled in when you die. It's like, damn, son, you got fucked up. <laughs> Ghost was not playing around this time. It's fucking tremendous, man. Um, but yeah, like, because the Garfield card thing, like, if I was playing like say uh i don't i don't know need for speed uh because we were talking about that in the patreon uh if if, if i were to get rammed in the back and fall through the map i'd be like what the fuck because it's a triple a game i'd be like dude y'all should have caught this in qa but like garfield cart that that game was probably made by a team of like 15 people if that's so like it, it doesn't i don't know i just give them leeway i don't know what it is I don't know. I don't know if I should be stricter, but I just, I don't know. I enjoy it. And I think it just adds to the hilarity. Yeah, for sure. So you fucking got all the achievements for that. Yeah, there were only 14. It wasn't too bad. Most of it was just winning races. There was one where you had to find like these puzzle pieces. There's three on every track. And that one was kind of fun because like, I don't know if you remember like in Diddy Car, Diddy Kong Racing on the Nintendo 64 where you had to like go and find things that were behind the track and stuff. This one had some similar stuff to that where it wasn't in like the most obvious places. And I only had to look up where two puzzle pieces were because they were ridiculously hidden. Now, was it a situation where you had to get the puzzle pieces and still win? No. Or you could... Okay, so you could kind of fuck off and... Yeah. If you needed to turn around to get to something... Okay, cool. Also, one thing I noticed while doing this, because I did mess around a lot, is that the rubber banding on the 50cc difficulty is ridiculous. Because, like, I was just driving backwards through the track, and I was still able to win a race after I'd gotten, like, a full lap on the other racers, because the rubber banding is just so stupid in that game. Wow. Dude, that's... Is that rubber banding, or do the other cars just kind of stop moving entirely? It, it, it might have been that, dude, because it just felt like they... Like, I was looking at the... Like, you know how they show the positions on that little thing on the side? Mm. It looked like they weren't even moving. I was like, what is happening right now? They they became flubber. <laughs> just... Uh, they were just chilling. Just waiting for their homie doing? Garfield to catch up. <laughs> also, I will say this about oh. Garfield Kart. It's not like Mario Kart, where if you play as Mario, you're a cop. You know, you can play as Garfield in Garfield Kart, and it's okay. Why is it bad to play as Mario? I, I've, I've never knew that. Like, I, I never understood that, so I would like to ask. It's it's different based on what game you're playing, right? Because if you play as Mario in Smash Bros., he's got, like, cool spikes and fun stuff that he can do on his own, right? But, like... Mario and Mario Kart is just, I want five in every stat, and I don't want to be someone cool and interesting. <laughs> Pretty much that. Oh, he's is he boring. just like the, the middle of the road guy? Yeah. Gotcha. I want to be Mario because he's the main character, and I see myself as the main character because I have no personality. I got you. <laughs> well, goddamn, she's calling me out for thinking Mario's cool. Although, like, in racing games, I tend to use Toad or, like, Luigi. That's just me. So you are cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> um, I know, Nate, you also wrapped up Pokemon, right? Oh, yeah, I did. I'm, I'm actually really sad about that because I finished Pokemon Legends Arceus, which fantastic game. But once you beat the post game, you've completed your Pokedex, caught all the shinies that you really want to. There's really not much to do after that. So, like, it's been the longest I've gone without playing it. It's been, like, four or five days since I beat it, and I miss it, but... I don't see anything to do in it anymore. I caught like one of my favorite Pokemon in the shiny, which was a Zubat. 
So I was really happy about that. Oh, yeah. Now you patiently wait for a DLC to come out. Yep, give me a DLC, yeah. please. Uh, I will give you money for it. <laughs> I've been playing my own version of a Pokemon game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Arc Survival Evolved has a mod called Pokemon Evolved, and it's some version number after it. I don't remember exactly what it is, but uh, it basically just like intersperses Pokemon throughout the island with your dinos- with the dinosaurs and stuff. And uh, I've been building my tower to heaven. And as I've been building my tower to heaven, and what that is, is I just want to see how tall I can build this fucking tower. <laughs> um, That's I've how you found Arceus. Yeah, right? Uh, he's just all the way up in the sky, just chilling on a cloud. And be like, hey, welcome. And welcome to Arceus Survival Evolved. <laughs> fucking <laughs> trademark Steam Machine podcast. <laughs> Fuck you, Nintendo. <laughs> No, um, but it's it's been a, it's been a good time, man. Like I was I was up there the other day, and I kind of looked out towards the ocean and saw a giant ass file bloom just floating along in the ocean. And I was like, "What the fuck are you doing out there?" All right, so I hopped out, <laughs> I hopped down over there to run over there, and then there was a uh, how do you pronounce it? Is it Buizel? Buizel, yeah. Buizel, yeah. He was trying to kick the shit out of a Ralts, and the Ralts was kind of just walking away, ignoring him. And like off in the distance was a Vaporeon. I was just like, holy shit, this is cool. And then I stumbled on a alligator. So I'm like, okay. Oh, good. I was like, yeah, you sent screenshots of those, and that looked way better than it has any right to. Like, why is it Pokemon company using models this good looking? I know, fucking Adam, when I shared him in the chat, Adam goes, is that Ark? And I said, yeah. And he goes, dude, that's what the next Pokemon sequel needs to be, is that. <laughs> He's like, right there. I was like, yeah, that would be pretty cool. But it's just like, this is what Pokemon could look like on PC if they were to, like, not just develop for Nintendo consoles. Yeah, we need a Nintendo Switch expansion pack. That would be, yeah, just this big fucking thing you pop in there, like the 64 controller. <laughs> it's just an... Oh, God. It goes in, like, the little SD switch, but then, it like, it's about the size of a, like, Sonic and Knuckles cartridge <laughs> on the outside. It's a fucking graphics card. Just, you just plug it in. There <laughs> you go. It's going to get real hot. We, we recommend um, sitting your Switch where that part sits in a vat of dry ice. So that way it just stays at a nice cool temperature. Otherwise, your Switch will catch fire. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, uh, I've been really enjoying it. And I will, uh, I will let you know how tall I can build my tower. I think right now I'm at like nine stories. So, we'll see. Oh, I say nine stories. I'm not using, like, definite. I don't know. Each story is about four walls high. It, it, it's details that don't matter. <laughs> four walls tall. The nor- that's, that's a good height for a story. Four walls tall. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, last night I fell into a rabbit hole. So, I was like, I've been playing Ark and it's fun, but my computer gets really warm and it makes my room really hot. So, like, after a while, I'm like, all right, I'm going to turn Ark off and let my room fucking cool off. Um, it becomes the opposite of Arctic in here. Hey. Hey. And so last night it was about, I don't know, 1130 midnight. I was like, I want to play some Rune Factory. So I loaded up Rune Factory 4 Special. And when I closed it, it was 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, basically, it's like Harvest Moon meets fantasy stuff, right? So it's like Harvest Moon, but you also can get a sword and go out and fight monsters and 
you know, things like that. But this game has a skill for everything. I get skill ups from running around. That's my running skill. I get skills for swinging my sword. I get skills ups for cooking. I get skill ups for sleeping, for going to sleep at a reasonable hour. <laughs> like, I get skill ups for farming. So, if you are like a person who really likes to see, like, oh, what I'm doing is actually improving what, like, what my character is, holy fuck, this game is like crack. So, I'm just like, I got a bunch of turnips that I'm growing. You know, I've been going out and fighting monsters and stuff. I, I killed a boss monster that turned into a girl, and now she lives in my village. It's, it was interesting. But it's what level is your turnips right now? Uh, what level is my farming? I think it's like level six or something like that. Um, there is a Steam achievement that I wanted to point out about it, though. Hold on one second. Let me go and click it here. There's not too many achievements for this game, but... Uh, yeah, there's an achievement. Made it to level 1,000. What? So, finally, you hit the 1,000 mark. This road has no end. Right? I've seen people say that you can hit, like, level 50,000 in this game. Jeez. So, there's no time limit or definitive end to it. So, it's like a game that you can kind of just go and play at your leisure. So, this might become my new Skyrim for a while. Because I uninstalled Skyrim. <gasps> Whoa. I didn't delete my mod pack. But I uninstalled Skyrim. In the arms yeah, of the angel. <laughs> that damn bug killed my game. In the saddest thing. Damn you, Todd. I'll probably buy Skyrim again. <laughs> For just $10 a month, you can help a Dalton in need. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Steam Machine Podcast. <laughs> that is the smoothest this thing's ever been. Oh my god, you guys. I'm impressed. Hey, and if you do ten dollars a month, you also get your name read out on the podcast in this sexy, sultry tone. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so that's what I've been that's what I've been up to. I've also been playing Lost Ark. That game's a lot of fun too. Um I would like to give a quick update um, on the Fantasy League, but while I'm pulling that up, Willie, what you been up to this week? Play anything interesting? Do anything cool? Nothing. Hurry up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, let's see if I got something. Hold on. Uh, mm, mm, mm. No, dude. I've done nothing interesting in a week, man. It's wild. <laughs> hey, man. Sometimes that's just the way it be. So, True. That's just the way it is. Uh, okay, so as of right now, with pr advanced projections on, I am projected to win by fourteen points. A, a, but that All that right. could change based on what other people draft. Um, speaking of drafting, uh, Cody picked up Song of Nunu, a League of Legends story. Um. And I believe I don't believe there was a lot of pickups this that week. That seems smart. The new League of Legends animated thing has hit like a hundred percent approval with uh, critics. Oh, so wow. like I could see them being a uh, yeah quite a thing. Yeah, that could be that could be something that's uh, gonna pay off for him because I think I believe that's like an RPG based in the world of League of Legends, if I remember right. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to scan through here to see if there were any releases. Um, Total War Warhammer 3 has dropped from an 89 to an 88. So fuck whatever critic did that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Crusader Kings 3 Royal Court got an 82 for Philly G. So that's not too bad. Uh, but it doesn't look like, yeah, it doesn't look like much else uh, came out this week. Um, upcoming releases, uh, Phil and Jill's Sandwich, which is Mike, <laughs> uh, has Destiny 2 The Witch Queen, which comes out. Oh, it came out today. Excuse me. That came out today. Uh, Stephanie has Martha is Dead coming out on the 24th. And then on the 25th, a little game called Elden Ring comes out. You've been waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting to see what that gets. Yeah, because the embargo lifts on the 24th, I think. So I'll see. I'll be able to read reviews and stuff for it then. I'm hoping that's an, at least a 90. I'm projected to get f- at least 14 points from it. So nice. it's going to be at least an 84. Uh, but I'm I'm hoping for like a 95. Just give me that big dick fucking score. <laughs> <laughs> that swanger. Uh, that swanger. <laughs> And I've been I've been contemplating like if I need to drop something because I've only got three spots left. But if I end up dropping something, it'll probably be the Callisto Protocol because that does not have an official release date. But that is a discussion for another time. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to bring up before we get to this game. Um. Oh, no, unfortunately, there's not. All right, well, let's talk about the game. How's some obligatory okay. Wikipedia bullshit? All right, so I have two of these pulled up, but I'm only going to reference the second one as to where this game lies because this game's this, this series is really strange as far as their numbering and wording, right? So this is Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. Now that falls in the line. It was a it's a series of games, the Jedi Knight series, started with Star Wars. Um, let's see, Dark Forces, then Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces Two, Star Wars Jedi Knight Mysteries of the Sith, then Jedi Outcast, then Jedi Academy. Why they felt the need to name all their games like Star Wars Jedi Knight Mysteries of the Sith? Why don't they just? That's so many words. Why does Star Wars Jedi Knight Mystery of the Sith sounds like it could be one of those uh, point-and-click adventure games that we've been playing? <laughs> yeah, it does. It absolutely sounds like a Star Wars-themed hidden object game. Yeah, like, exactly. Fucking <laughs> find it. Tome of the Jedi, the Lost Ark of Yoda. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, I, I don't know. But that's exactly what it does. That's exactly what it sounds like. That one was apparently an expansion pack for Dark Forces 2. Yeah. Um, that's what that's what confused me when you announced the title of this game because I thought that that was the sequel to Jedi Knight, but it turns out that was an expansion pack. I gotcha. Yeah, w- what's interesting to me is that the first Dark Forces wasn't a Jedi Knight game, but it's still they made the first Jedi Knight game Dark Forces Two. I'm so con- it's just confusing. It's uh, it's like Wario Land. You know how Wario Land was also Super Mario Land Three, but there wasn't a Super Mario Land Four, but there was a Wario Land Two. Yeah. 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 What those words you just said? Absolutely, <laughs> that confused the shit out of me. So I'm just going to agree. <laughs> but yeah, I, Game Boy I, shit. Game Boy. I shit. get what you mean, though. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like they just—they're just doing what they want over here. But yeah, so Star Wars Jedi. I mean, we did the Trail sequel series earlier, and that has an even weirder numbering system. If you really get strict with the numbers, that's fair. Don't get me started with Nintendo just sticking the word "new" before Mario titles. <laughs> new Super Mario Brothers. The new Super Smash Bros. I bet that dude market whatever today's date. 
the next Smash Bros. game that come out is going to be like new Smash Bros. or something. <laughs> and Sonic's next game is going to be like still here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast uh, is a 2002 first and third person shooter video game. The Microsoft Windows and OS, OS X versions were developed by Raven Software, and the Xbox and GameCube versions were developed by Vicarious Visions. Why is that name familiar? They're, what is Vicarious? They're the people who did the Crash Bandicoot Insane remake oh. trilogy. Oh, okay. So they got started with ports and so stuff. So they did the, cool. that makes the sense. ports okay. of the console, yeah. Uh, okay. Most versions were published by LucasArts, with only the OS X version published by Asper. Aspir? I don't know how you would say that. I think it's Asper. Um, this game is a sequel to 1997's Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. So, what was it? Five years later? Damn, son. Mm-hmm. Uh, and third ma- this is the third main installment in the Star Wars Jedi Knight series. Um, it's set in a the fictional Star Wars expanded universe uh, two years after Mysteries of the Sith expansion to Dark Forces 2 following the protagonist Kyle Katarn, uh, a, mercenary, a mercenary working for the New Republic and a former Jedi who cut his connection to the Force. He must return to his Jedi ways to stop an Imperial Remnant branch uh, led by Dark Jedi Dasan from empowering the army with the Force. Um, so that's definitely one thing to point out immediately is if you're a big Star Wars nerd, you'll notice that this takes place in a time in the Star Wars universe timeline that no longer exists. Nice. Yeah. Um, if this was a uh, one of the videos I watched said that if this were still canon that this would be taking place around the time of the Mandalorian around that era that makes sense before we Um, get started for real though can we just talk about this who names a Jedi Kyle his name name is Kyle I don't want to play as a Jedi named Kyle I might as well go do some whippets and chug a gallon of monster energy drink Kyle yeah, I, that's a very Americanized name. Star Wars starts off with a space hillbilly named Luke and his uncle Ben. <laughs> they can't all be named Admiral Fyar or whatever. I guess I that's total- true. Okay, I know Ben. Ben isn't his uncle. Owen is his uncle, but Ben is like his. No, I know. Sorry, figure. Uncle Ben just made me think of Spider-Man. The rice. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Spider Spider-Man. And Rice. <laughs> oh, and Rice. Ah, that's a writer. Uh, wordplay. Hey. hey. <laughs> we did it. I don't know what it is, and we shouldn't have, we but did we did something it. There. But oh, yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was funny that we had Kyle in this game, and then a few movies later, we have Kylo. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even think which, of that. Which Kylo is a much cooler name than Kyle. And, like, I like the name, like, for, for like a girl's name, I like the name Kylin. Why? But just. Like, cause I, I don't know. I always, and there's a lot of Y. There's two Y's in it. K Y L Y N N. Is that like the Jedi version of Jolene? Kylin, Kylin, Kylin. Don't use your force on my man. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kyle, Kyle Katarn. I think they could have done. They could have named him anything other than that. They could have been. Darren Katarn and I would have been happier than Kyle Katarn. Let's talk about how he's a dude named Kyle partnered with a girl named Jan. You're just hanging around the galaxy with Kyle and Jan. (laughs) 
Yeah. I feel like they should have like a Volkswagen Beetle or something. Or Volkswagen uh, mini Oh, like the bus? Or, like the minibus thing? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The minibus thing. I don't remember what it's Bro, called. Bro, that made me immediately think of, what's your name? Barf. Not in here, sir. This is a Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, these guys should have the Space Winnebago for sure. Could, could someone listening take one of these older Star Wars games? Because it'd probably be easier to do. And please, just make a Spaceballs game. Like, just mod it to be Spaceballs, and I would be the happiest person ever. <laughs> that would be so cool. You know, play as a Lone Star instead of Kyle Katarn. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, my, I, I hate to... Uh, I hate to rain on my buddy's parade, because I know my buddy Dustin really likes this game. Uh... But I want to preface that he told me that Academy is way better than Outcast. Because he said, he said, dude, Outcast starts off real slow. He said, Academy just throws you into the Jedi Academy and you get your lightsaber and your force powers from the start and you just boom. So, like, let's talk about that. This game starts off, you are not a force power user anymore for some fucking reason. Like, Kyle's like, no, I forsaked that. I don't want to do that anymore. Now, I have no context. And I don't know if you guys have played the earlier games. Um, I, I played a little bit, but I don't know the whole full plot of it. But I will say that I think what they're going for here is the beginning of it to make it try to feel more like the original Dark Forces. So you're going up against, you know, the Imperial Remnant, like in the original. Like, I'm pretty sure in the original Dark Forces game, you like still the Death Star plan. So that's the time frame and style of shit we're talking about. Like, you weren't a Jedi at all in Dark Forces 1. I got you. I got you. So I think that's what they were going for in the opening missions here. It makes sense, man, but it's just, whew, it, uh, it drags on, and it, this game suffers from something that I think a lot of older shooters suffer from, and this is just something that's gotten better over time, and I mentioned this to you guys enough that you're probably tired of hearing me talking about it, but this game is signposted terribly. Oh, it absolutely is. I remember having trouble navigating in every Dark Forces game, to be honest. Like, I even watched videos of other people playing, and I'm like, how did he know to go there? <laughs> No, I, I can speak of a very specific point in the game that did that to me. Like I was on the second level, and it's not gonna, I'm not going to talk about how long it took me to get to the second level, but I was on the <laughs> second level of the game, and I was like kind of the early parts of that level where like there's this like freezer kind of thing, and you can shoot out the glass and go into the freezer and then deactivate the freezer. Once I did that, I had no idea where I was supposed to go from there. I just started messaging our group chat, and Willie was like, Oh yeah, um, you can get on the arm of the freezer thing. But yeah, I did that. Then what do you do? You can jump up. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> I would never. Yeah, I only, I only found that because I was looking for secrets, man. I thought it felt like something you could do because I've played games in this engine before. I'm like, you can probably make that. I never would have thought that because the jumping is like not very good. Like it doesn't feel like Quake. You know what I mean? Because Quake, you have a lot of control and you can move pretty far on the jump. This game, the jump just feels really flat. I did not think you could jump up to where that was. I will say that once you do get your force powers back, you can jump three times as high, which still kind of feels like a low jump for this kind of game. And also this game is in the id tech engine three. So mm-hmm. it it also has the thing that Quake had where when you have your force powers and you're jumping, if you jump diagonally, you will just get faster and faster as you do it and just jump at these ridiculous fucking lengths just because that's what you could do in Quake. So, 
Yeah, but, I didn't actually try to do any bunny hopping in this game, but I'm sure it actually is in this. But yeah, I did kind of want to talk about that a little bit, was just the engine. This game is made in the id Tech 3 engine, the engine that was used to make Quake 3 Arena. And like, uh, I don't know, for comparison, here's some other id Tech 3 games. Um, Return to Castle Wolfenstein, uh, Star Trek Elite Force 1 and 2, the original Call of Duty game, and even some non-FPS games like American McGee's Alice and Resident Evil Dead oh. Aim. American McGee's Alice did really cool things with the Quake engine, in my opinion. That's one of the ones I'm looking forward to getting around to, because I remember it looking really cool at the time, and I never got around to playing it. Hell yeah. Um, real, real quick, though, before because I, I do have uh, questions about the engine. Um, yeah. Nate, that part where you said that you couldn't figure out where to get, literally... 10 seconds after you figure that out there is another spot that you get to in the next room that i had to look up a fucking guide for and then i ended up having to tell you how to do it because you were like i where the fuck do i go and i was like i'm like are you in this room because <laughs> i just i knew yeah so after i got past that room i was two hours into playing the game and i just decided i was completely done playing this game <laughs> <laughs> yeah nate nate had had his fill um so so then I guess a good place to cover this would be because you only got through first person shooter perspectives like we should probably cover this game as a first person shooter rather than as a 3D Jedi action game or I mean no because you got to see more of it than I did both of you so I want to hear your experiences with those later levels like I can only speak to what I've played but I have things to say about it but I'll let you guys get into a little bit more depth before then I would say that for both B and Dalton, probably based on the times I saw on his Steam, I think it probably took each of us around five hours to get through the prologue of the game and get Ugh. your Force powers back. And if the main selling point of this game is that you're getting your Force powers back and then you're doing the third-person action sequence with the lightsaber, that is way too much prologue. Yeah. Like, I kind of want to rank this game based on what the first five hours were rather than what the game turns out to be later. Well, so... Just real quick, when you when you go into that room that I mentioned, just because I, I have to talk about it because this is just the stupidest fucking thing yeah. I've ever I've ever seen in a game. It was wild. I did this on accident. I did. I would never have thought this was the intended solution. So you go into this room and there's a big window with people shooting at you, and then there's like a couple other guys down. But every way, every which way in this room is locked off. Either the door is locked or there's the red force field that you can't walk through. And it's just like, all right, there's a dead end. If I would have played this back in the day, this is where I would have stopped because I would have not known where to fuck to do, right? So here's what you had to do. I had to look up the walkthrough. You walk around the room on the edge and get to the other side of the room where you can see through the window and there is a switch. And next to that switch is a box. And if you shoot that box enough times, it blows up, which blows the switch up, which opens the door. But you can't just shoot the switch. No, That is some point and click game logic. Yeah, and it's like, why, why, dude? Just, just give me a dude to kill. Give me his key card. I swipe it. I move on. Because I don't remember there being other exploding boxes to that point either. They're all the, the yellow boxes are explodable, but they they're not very helpful. So you just never really get around to using them early on. Yeah, there's a few of them like laced around, but I never shot at them because I'm like, why no, would I? Me neither. I'm. I mean, you would have seen one before because in the very first level, there's one covering up a grate you have to go through to progress in the large room. You're right. Okay, so yeah, that one. Um, oh. But for the most part, the game doesn't really teach you that there are destructible objects in the, in, in, in the world. And a lot of times it like seems actively like, hey, man, you don't have any ammo. Stop this. So 
I didn't make it this far, but there's one other thing in this game that I want to bring up. Now, the video that I watched on this after I was like, all right, I'm done. Um, I didn't watch like a playthrough of the rest of the game, but I watched a, rev- a couple of reviews of it from YouTubers that I enjoy. And I don't remember if it was in this game or Academy. I think it was in this game that once you get your force powers, there's a level that you get to that you have to go down this like corridor that's kind of a dead end. And then you look to your right and there is a cart and you have to force pull that cart. That way, about 20 minutes later in that level, you get to this area where you can force push another cart and then get through the doorway that you need to get to. If you did not force pull that cart in the beginning, you then have to turn around and run all the way back to that area to force pull that cart and then run back to force push the other one and go through. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'd I'd quit if if that happened to me. And in my head, I went... Uh, that if Nate would have gotten past where he did, that's probably where he'd have been like, "Fuck this game," because <laughs> yeah, dude, no, it's fucking. There's just so many things like that. But again, I think that has to do with its time period that it came out in, like that era of gaming. But, yeah, the design is kind of of that time for sure. But oh, I kind of want to talk about again, speak the, of the game as a shooter, like how the weapons felt. And I want to say, like, the starting weapons you get through the entire first five levels of the game, all... uh, I'm not exactly sure what the word is, but, like, there's a punchiness that just isn't there. Yeah. Like, when you hit someone, you don't always necessarily feel like you hit them. And when you feel like you should have hit someone, you often don't because a lot of the weapons have built-in inaccuracy. Yeah, I got so mad at that feature of the game because I was using the Stormtrooper rifle, and I swear, aiming directly at this dude, my bullet goes whizzing off to the other side of the room. Like, what is happening here? I was getting so freaking mad at this game. And I guess it's accurate to Star Wars because Stormtroopers have terrible aim and you're using a Stormtrooper rifle, but God, that just felt so bad to me. I ended up just using the, uh, the, the gun that you started with. And, and then yeah. every every room I would go in, I would just aim at head level and start shooting. Because if it hit him in the head, they died in one hit. So it was like, I just started firing. I, I say bullets, but they're not bullets. But you know what I mean. Just firing blaster, blaster shots. shots at head level at in the room. And I would eventually take people out. But if you were trying to shoot them center mass, good fucking luck. Even though you think that that's yeah, where they, feel- like that would be the easiest place to hit them is center mass. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like that's kind of one of the problems I have with the game's design overall is like when I first started playing, I wasn't sure how the game wanted me to approach combat because you start off on what's clearly designed to be an espionage mission. And Jan tells you, you know, keep it down, be quiet. We're going to sneak in and stuff. And so like I, I like thought, okay, I'm supposed to be stealthy in this game, but then like. You get in, like, about three rooms in the game, you realize there are no stealth mechanics in this game, except for the enemies see you individually for the most part. But, like, people don't hear gunfights happening in other rooms. They don't call for help unless it's scripted. Like, uh... About the the stealth real quick. Did you guys actually try to creep with the control? I did. I did use crouch a little bit, but only when I was at the very start of the game trying to, like... so you know you could hold shift and it would let you walk right i had it to where shift made me run but yeah yeah so if you held control you would sneak dude you moved at the speed of a 90 year old woman (laughs) shuffling to the kitchen like it was he wasn't even taking quarter steps dude i'm like what the fuck so you could run 30 miles an hour if you wanted to but if you wanted to creep you had to creep like my farts travel faster 
I didn't even feel like you moved that fast. I feel like you moved about the same speed as the guy from Goldeneye in this game, to be honest. I say the guy from Goldeneye like we don't remember what his name is. Anyway. <laughs> Jimmy Bourne? Is yeah, that that... That's it. was Jason Bourne. <laughs> Love that guy. It's like a double six seven or something. Yeah, something like that. So, okay. So, obviously, the stealth stuff doesn't really work. So, I'm like, okay, maybe I should approach it like a classic, you know, Doom-style FPS where you run into the room, dodge the shots, and keep on moving. But that's when the built-in inaccuracy starts to become a problem for you and the opponents. Because now you're dodging with the storm, with the, like, officer, because they're more accurate shooting at you. And you're dodging straight into stray shots that the stormtroopers shoot at at you. And it's like if you have an invisibility pack, an invisibility pack in Doom. It's like... It feels more random chance than skill at that point, for the most part. Yeah, for sure. Hey, it's Paul, even though he can't talk. What the? <laughs> oh, he can talk. Hi, buddy. We are currently recording. Yeah, we are totally recording. We are currently recording. You're not, not going to show up, but I am definitely going to leave this end to confuse people. <laughs> Paul says, hi, Steam Machine Podcast listeners. He loves you. And send your dick pics to at Pulse on Twitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bye, Pulse. <laughs> I've uh, been wondering how long it was going to be before something like that happened. <laughs> I love it. Wow, I thought you had settings on that, but okay. <laughs> I thought I did too, but maybe I, I might have changed them when I was having Jeff go. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to look at that, but that guy, that was funny. Pulse Paul, says hello, everybody. Um, so let's see I'm gonna try to get back to my kind of rant because I'm still trying to work out what the main way you play the game is and what so I ended up finding out is because you can't really run in and dodge and you can kind of stealth but not really it turns out what you kind of want to do for the most part is what we it, FPS games call door fighting where you kind of find people shoot at them and then try to kind of lead them out into a hallway so you can bring them to a narrow choke point and peekaboo shoot them like a cover shooter without any built-in cover mechanics it's a super unsatisfying way to play a first person shooter and the genre has spent the most of its entire existence trying to get the games to not be door shooting based that's why doom 2016 has you run forward and punching dudes to pick up new health pickups and stuff instead of moving backwards that's why like serious sam has you run backwards but has everything moving at you so fast that you can't find safety or in one big arena the whole yeah. time but this is kind of before either of those approaches and so you're just door fighting and it's like it's a 2002 game where you play it like 1993's wolfenstein 3d in the yeah. end except with less definite shooting and it's it's like you can try to kite the enemies like you do in Serious Sam, but it's not nearly as smooth. So you're going to end up getting shot by the straight bullets that you were talking about. Like, it's not as like, you know, in Serious Sam, the chain things, they throw the chains at you, but there's a definite direction that they're coming so you can move. It's almost like a bullet hell in a way. Whereas this game is kind of like a bullet hell that just good luck. I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's no definite pattern. It's, I don't know. But then I, I, talking about kiting enemies around kind of reminds me of one thing I really did love about this game, which is the fucking stormtroopers. They're great. I love the stormtroopers. And it's because they are dumb as hell. Even by Imperial stormtrooper standards, they are so dumb. Like, they will actively be shooting at you while going, you know, show me your ID, drop your weapons. And yeah. they'll, like, 
you will back up to into a door that's fully secured the entire room behind you. And they'll still be coming up to you going, I have you surrounded. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> they'll panic. They'll panic and run back and forth between two spots that are like 10 feet away diagonally from each other and just keep on moving back and forth because they don't know where else to go. Or like they'll panic and go, I'm falling back. And then just run to somewhere else in the same room and just kind of freeze. Like... They're so dumb and it's great. One thing I liked about the Stormtroopers too, did either of you go into the settings and turn on volumetric shadow, uh, shadows? No. No, I did not. So it, it like ups the shadow game for the for the game itself, you know what I mean? And the Stormtroopers look really cool with volumetric shadowing. Like uh, the way that their helmets would actually reflect shadows and lighting and stuff. It looked really neat. Um, for for the time, nice. I thought that that was very impressive. Um, one thing that I thought was kind of like, I get why they did it, but also like what the fuck was giving some of the stormtroopers like personalities like that first level you show up and she's like all right we have to be quiet we're sneaking in so as you're sneaking up these two stormtroopers are talking to one another he's like gotta be another long day today the other guy's like yeah but today's my last shift you know they're moving me down to such and such oh that'll be a nice planet to go to yeah man i I think i'm gonna enjoy it down there i might even like bring the family and stuff (laughs) and i'm like oh no i'm actually about to kill both of you sorry like (laughs) your your family's gonna get a fucking flag in the mail sir like (laughs) So I was trying to stealth at that point, too, and uh, so I came up to him with the stun baton weapon you have, which is the replacement for the lightsaber in the first half of the game, or first quarter, whatever. And uh, this is what I wanted to talk about, the one other thing the Stormtroopers love to do in this game, which was hilarious at the time, but I was like, oh, that's not what I wanted, which is if you manage to drop them to zero hit points, they pretty much, no matter which way your blast should have sent them, they will immediately fling themselves in whatever direction causes them to fall the furthest. And so they immediately (laughs) launched themselves into that gorge the moment I stunned baton them non-lethally. I watched a video outside Xbox did where they were talking about game features that we don't really notice until you try to really look at it and that was one of them with how many games have that like red dead redemption somebody's on a balcony if you shoot somebody they their ragdoll body gets magnetically pulled to the edge so they'll Mm. hit it and fall over so it looks cooler and that is exactly what this game did (laughs) oh i super noticed it because in this game it isn't just a magnetic pull after the ragdolling instead of ragdolling they basically launch themselves towards whatever will make them fall off of shit it's it's hilarious it's very star wars that's one of the most star wars feeling things about this i actually thought in general the game captured the essence of star wars really well because the stormtroopers felt like stormtroopers Trooples? Trooples? Yeah. <laughs> Trooples? Yeah. The officers felt like officers. Like, Kyle Katarn even felt like a Star Wars character. He was kind of a um, mix between Luke and Han in his own way. <laughs> I kind of, to me, he kind of came off as what if Han Solo thought he was doing <laughs> I can definitely see that, too. Um, another thing we haven't really talked on at all is, like, the sound quality in this game, I think, is probably one of its strongest mm. suits. Like, Blasters sound like blasters, feel like blasters. The voice lines are cheesy, and that is 100% Star Wars. Um, The music, I think this is going to be a pro for a lot of people. It ended up being a con for me after hearing it on loop and repeat a million times. But it uses music from the old Star Wars movies, very obviously. And I think the way it uses the music, like it seems to have some kind of live sense of how much threat there is, and it dynamically moves towards pieces that are more appropriate for whether it's about to be an action fight or if it's like all chilled out. And I think that's really cool. Oh yeah, one of the uh, one of the reviews that I was watching was talking about how there's like a, a level that you go to the bar, and the cantina music's playing. Mm-hmm. And he goes, because yeah. you know it's they're contractually obligated anything to do with Star Wars. If you're in a bar, that music has to play. 
<laughs> I thought that sucked because it made me think of a much cooler and more interesting space bar, whereas this could have been in perfect dark mm-hmm. or anything. It didn't look so uh, I'm all. glad I didn't see that then. But the jizz music was playing, so we're good. It was. <laughs> it was the classic jizz wailing. Dude, when I first heard about That's that... That's the canon term. We ain't, we ain't I know. When I first heard about that, I had to Google it because I thought people were fucking with me. I was like, oh my god, no, it's really called jizz. <laughs> Wow. And I think, uh, does the game emulate the Star Wars feeling is something I had some questions with in my own head, because I think the problem is it does a good job of emulating a lot of parts yeah. of Star Wars. I don't think it emulates the parts of Star Wars I actually Yeah, it more emulated the parts of Star Wars where they're on the Death Star and Luke is in the Stormtrooper suit. Exactly. I literally wrote down something very similar to that, where it's like, in the parts of those movies where Luke and Han are running down Death Star corridors, dodging fire and stuff, that's not really the part of the movie you come to. It's to build tensions between the shit you care about. You're here for, like, the larger life characters, the weird mysticism, the starfighter battles, the the climactic showdowns. That is, to me, Star Wars. And to me, there's a reason why the show is called Star Wars and not Star Spies. (laughs) I don't really care about doing little espionage missions. I know Rogue One was pretty cool, actually, but for the most part, when I think of star wars you know that that's just not it and just quickly ahead. do you think that you would enjoy uh i think it was empire at war it's the uh star wars rts game now i know nate you're probably like strategy i'm interesting. out but it's large scale star wars warfare where like you're controlling like it's the star wars you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like i think that, that that could be a cool thing to go back and try one day yeah i think that sounds absolutely fascinating because like to me it's like once we got out of that seat, like when it wasn't just the medium speed, you know, going through corridor stuff, I actually really thought he did a great Star Wars job. Like when you get finally through and he decides to become a Jedi again and he goes to the temple and Luke makes him go through a te- uh, like a, you know, a temple of little trials of your basic force powers. It's literally just this chill puzzle section of baby puzzles that are designed to make sure you know the mechanics. It's a tutorial room, but it felt so Star Warsy in a way that... Like, it was like, oh, okay, now I'm feeling, I'm getting into it again, feeling it. And then, like, there was a scene in, um, God, the, the last artist mission where you're running down this canyon with the ATST at the end and you realize you can't possibly fight everyone here and so you kind of have to just weave through fire and try to beat ass towards the door while everyone's shooting at you and that reminds me of like Han running away on Endor and stuff trying to get to the shield generators and stuff and like that was really Star Wars and so I was really stoked all got it all back when I was finished with the Jedi Trials and then I got into the, the bar fight scene which is literally the next scene after you finish becoming a Jedi and it still kind of felt like the same game to me except now you have a lightsaber <laughs> yeah now and it was just like i'm i'm not here to like i don't care about infiltrating abandoned bases because surprise they're not abandoned you get it inf- you get attacked that's star wars i don't care about getting inf- information for bartenders because surprise the bar turns on you and you get attacked that's star wars i just want to be at the cool parts of star wars <laughs> um let's talk about the lightsaber for a second because so I'm going to be completely honest with everybody I didn't even make it to the part where you get your powers back I gave myself a lightsaber because I was like I want to fucking play with a lightsaber right so I didn't even have force powers so I would like to know how those go Um, the lightsaber is really cool and it does a lot of damage but it doesn't feel weighty like you know what I mean you swing it at somebody and it hits them and they kind of fall over dead now there's a way to fix this that almost everyone says when you play this game this is the code you should put in 
and it is G underscore Saber Realistic Combat Space One. And what that does is turn on. Uh, okay, uh, real quick, the code for turning on cheats in this game is Help Us Ov Space One. And I thought that, that was clever, but yeah, this this yeah. G Saber Realistic Combat it makes. Um, lightsaber dismemberment it basically turns that on so if your lightsaber hits a stormtrooper in the arm it's going to cut their fucking arm off and that makes it feel so much weightier but it's a double-edged it's a double-bladed lightsaber because yeah (laughs) because when you start fighting sith people who have lightsabers that also counts for you so you have to be really defensive and it actually becomes like a legit lightsaber battle and i think that's what people remember about this game is these really yeah maybe if i'd gotten to lightsaber versus lightsaber stuff i would have liked it more but here's the thing like why does this game hide all the parts we're supposed to like behind so many layers of just repetitive not funness and i, I th- but even then the the, the 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 beginning of the game could have been more fun if i think there was more feedback to the guns and stuff like in star wars when a stormtrooper gets shot it doesn't just go oh or fall down, or, I mean, they do the backflips and stuff in this game, but, like, usually in the movies, there's a big flash, and there's sparks, and a big scorch mark on them and stuff, and, like, in this game, like, I know that the Quake 3 engine can do particle effects, I know the Quake 3 engine can feel great when you shoot people, because when I shoot people with the railgun in Quake 3, I know that I've shot him before I've even pulled the trigger, you know, but then afterwards, you get that sound, and you get that light, you get that flash, you know you did 100 damage, you feel like you did 100 damage, I feel like in this game, when I'm doing gun-to-gun combat, sometimes it's like someone's just rolling dice to see what happens. Yeah. Kind of like you were Especially worried accuracy. Borderlands would be. <laughs> yeah, actually, pretty much exactly that, actually. I, I got the same bad feeling out of this that I didn't get from playing <laughs> Borderlands, which is a game that actually does roll dice on you and let you see the numbers. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> it's just very ironic, because if you ask me which of those two games I was more excited to try. <laughs> I, man, you know, and and again, I think Academy learned from that because like I said Academy you start off in the Jedi Academy you create your own Jedi and you get a cool, lightsaber okay. and, right off because oh, um, this game seems like it has a lot of ties to the Dark Forces you know like you're, you're, it's, all, it's all Kyle and Mon Mothma and Jan from the very start like this game is throwing back to a lineage that was already seven-ish years old at that point yeah so, like, I don't know. I feel like starting over with a new character probably would have been nice, especially because I know you guys have no interest or relationship in a Jedi named yeah. Kyle. Yeah, plus it would be fun to be able to pick your lightsaber color. I know that's such a stupid thing, but that was one of my favorite things about the um, prequel trilogy was how everybody had, like, different colored lightsabers. There was Samuel L. Jackson and his purple lightsaber. It was awesome. Now, I don't know if in Academy you can choose the color, but... You have to be able to. I will say that in Knights of the Old Republic, in the RPG, you 100% can change your lightsaber's color throughout the game. and it, I'm sure you can, because even in Jedi Knight, the original Jedi Knight, I remember in online play, you could change your lightsaber color. I'm guaranteeing that that was a feature in this, and I bet this game was probably pretty good for multiplayer. Like, we focused entirely on this as a for, uh, single-player thing. I wouldn't be surprised if the lightsaber duels were actually still fun. It's just... I one of the I didn't have time. One of the reviews uh, said that the servers are down, so you can't play multiplayer anymore. There are ways uh, around it, of course, like you know proxies and things like that. Those are such but, a pain um, in the butt to go through, though. Yeah, uh, and I guarantee anyone that's left playing this game for twenty years is so hardcore. 
oh my god i can't even imagine dude you go in there and just get absolutely butt yeah, fucked. that person named their kid Kyle. Remember if- you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was this game or if it was the one after or the one before, but one of them had like a famous community for lightsaber duels to the point where if you just showed up in like a deathmatch and weren't lightsaber dueling, like if you just started shooting people, they would get mad at you for not role playing, basically. Wow. LARP with um, me. <laughs> well, not even law. It's just LARP with me. me. <laughs> one, one of the reviewers that I watched did play multiplayer, though, um, with bots. And he okay. said that the sith force users got really annoying that they kept blasting him with lightning just like the <laughs> sith lightning so he said he turned off force powers and just went in with just lightsabers and he said it was fucking awesome that's a Everybody lot of things you gotta do to this game to make it fun to play yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And, you know like i said for its time it was probably good but as of now the new battlefront 2 uh, does gunplay way fucking better and in my opinion <clears throat> Jedi Fallen Order has the best lightsaber combat that I've experienced in a game and I've played a few Star Wars games you know um, so I mean everything that this game did good has been done better since so in its time I'm sure that this game was really awesome the problem is you could be playing either a better Star Wars game or a better first person yeah, shooter to that yeah. point like I did not I'll just go ahead and say I did not enjoy this game very much at all. It really just made me wish I was playing Quake or Doom 2 instead or Doom 2016, which I did last night. And I got my lightsaber duel by using a chainsaw on an imp's face. So let's go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. A much more gory experience. <laughs> I, hate, I hate how stubborn I get about this kind of game because I absolutely knew if I didn't at least get the lightsaber before we did our reviews... I was going to feel bad during the episode, but man, I really would have, I like before you started playing Doom 2016, I was actually about to do the same thing. I just couldn't let myself. Yeah. Like you get that way, dude. Like you got that way with Blair of Witch too. And me and Dalton were like, just stop, dude, just stop. And you're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's a bad sign when a game ends up feeling like podcast homework instead of like play. Yeah. And that's why I I tended to give up on games a lot quicker recently than I had before like when we got Battle Chef Brigade and I just wasn't feeling it that's why I just dropped out of it I gave this one more time than I gave Battle Chef Brigade yeah I and I enjoyed this game for what it is but I probably won't go back to it no, you know I definitely I mean? won't it's, touch it's it again that I'm, I'm more likely to replay Doom 3 <laughs> there were I'll say though there were a couple moments that I thought were fun um, but they were few and far between I feel like I'm just I may have enumerated all the moments I really enjoyed. Like, I did think having an ATST show up to spook you at the start of the level was cool. And, like, there are a lot of moments where it was, like, suddenly really cool start. Or even, like, in, on the very first level when you are, you know, trying to get uh, the the thing discrambled or whatever. And Jan's like, oh, I'll be there in a minute. And she's like, oh, you better come quick. There's a guy. It's like, okay, now I have a mission. Now I got shit to do that feels urgent. Like, yeah, I like- that was cool. I liked how you were called to do something. And apparently it was important yeah. that you got there in time because I think Dalton mentioned that he didn't make it back in time to save Jan and Jan died. Dude, yeah. Help me. Uh, okay. Remember where you fucking came from through all of those corridors you ran through. I hope you remember how to get back to that bitch because you need to get back to her, or else she's gonna be like, "Oh, Jan couldn't fight off the five stormtroopers that she's been shooting after ten minutes." Oh, and then when you did save her, she just went full Falco Lombardi on you. It was like, "Oh, you couldn't be any faster." <laughs> I was like, "Come on!" I, I, I got so mad at this point. I get this game at one point. That felt very Star Wars yeah, to me, fair actually. <laughs> 
That's what Leia would have said there. <laughs> but like, I got so mad at this game at one point. I just started shooting Jan in the head, and eventually she died. <laughs> and that was an instant game over. <laughs> <laughs> but it took a there few was... shots to the head to kill Jan. <laughs> there was a moment that annoyed the shit out of me, kind of like that. Um, Nate, I don't even think you made it this far, but Willie, you obviously would have, where you have to get the, the guard captain guy. And he's like, don't shoot. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm not. Oh, hey, Nate, you remember the one scene in uh, GoldenEye where you have Boris at gunpoint and he kind of slowly mm-hmm. walks around? That's It was like that, except if you weren't right up on him and pointed the gun directly at his body, he wouldn't move. He would just yeah. freeze again. So I walked him all the way up through this hallway. <laughs> and it was b- about 10 times and longer. You had to go through several rooms and even fight off enemies. At one I, w- point. I had to go up this long ass staircase. And then he types in this code for the store, and he goes, you're never going to get away with this rebel scum. And Kyle's like, I think I already have. <laughs> right. And Typical this Kyle. Door opens. The store opens, and a stormtrooper comes through shooting, but there's a bunch of the little, like, alien creature. They look like face huggers, but Crabs. they're... Yeah. They look like the things from Half-Life 2, or in Half-Life. Like, yeah, yeah head crabs. crabs. They look like those. Um, and... Oh, I didn't. We were talking about enemies and stuff. I even forgot to mention those. Hey, I kind of hate little tiny enemies in video games in the first place. Right to point down to shoot them. Don't give me weapons with built-in inaccuracy Ugh. and have me deal with yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. So I get the guy to that point. I'm shooting at those things, and I figure I'm done with him. So I shoot him in the head and get a game over because he died. So I then mm-hmm. had to go back. Oh, you're gonna love this. And had to go all the way back to the uh, wherever I had last saved and then I had to walk him all the way back to that point right so the door opens up all those crabs come through I kill all the crabs I kill the stormtrooper he's still standing there with his arms up I walk him through that doorway he takes like seven steps through that doorway hits another button and then turns around and starts mm-hmm. shooting at me so if I had literally waited another minute and a half I would not have had to oh retract that whole God. fucking part again. And I was like, at that point, I was Lesson like, the that was when I gave myself the saber. I'm like, I know I'm not going to get super far in this game. So let me see what this saber's about. And I just think it had so many irritating moments like that, where whether it was just, like you said, lack of signposting, not having a clue what the hell you're supposed to do next in the level. And then hearing about that just makes me, my blood boil a little bit. The, uh, I feel like this is the kind of thing where if you complain about this shit at the time, people would have said, oh, you don't like difficulty in games. But we can all agree now these aren't difficulty decisions. These are just bad design decisions. Uh, One of the reviewers I watched said, most people who say that uh, they want to come back to this game and play to have fun, who have played it before, the first thing they do is they load into that first level and they open up the console and they put in and they put in the code to skip to the first level where you have force powers. Yeah, just that makes skip that entire beginning part of the game because they're like, "Fuck it, dude! You want to get to the good stuff? Skip to this point." <laughs> and I'm like, "But you so have here's to the do bad that. news: Raven Software and LucasArts. We've reviewed the part of the game that you forced us to play instead of the fun part. That's not our fault." Yeah, I'm sure they care about yeah. what we think about their game from 2002. Twenty years, man. Yeah, it's, fucking it's just wild too because I was looking at all those other games that were made in the Quake Three engine, including games that I thought I have pretty good feelings about. Like half of them were Raven, so they knew what they were doing. I don't know why this game in particular is the way it is. I don't know, man. This is like the Han shot first of Star Wars games that I've played. Yikes! Or no, I'm sorry, Greedo shot first. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. would be because Han shot first is right. Yeah, the wrong one. Whatever. Yeah. I'll get to that movie eventually in the canon. <laughs> um, 
we'll watch some Star Wars someday. I would rather I would really rather much have been watching even one of the lesser Star Wars movies than playing. Yeah, this game. for yeah. sure. And on that subject, quickly, uh, you know, I watched recently the uh, the Phantom Menace, and like, yes. dude, I don't I don't get the hate on that movie, and I, I don't know if it's because I don't have the nostalgia tied to the originals, and that's why. Here's the thing: I watched them when they were. It's I watched them when they were new, and I liked it when it came out. I remember like. Um, Pepsi put out a whole bunch of like limited edition Pepsi cans. Like there were some for Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, um, caffeine free Pepsi, and Mountain Dew cans. And I had to collect all of them for each individual character. So I had like a caffeine free Diet Pepsi with Watto's face on it at one point. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? So like I liked it. I thought it was cool. And I feel bad of how much hate Jake Lloyd got and what it did to him. So. Oh, for sure, yeah. absolutely. Like I don't know, it's a movie that has problems. Most of, most of the Star Wars movies have problems, except arguably the first two, maybe. So, like I I don't know, just pretending like I don't know. It, it, they're getting the reevaluation now, where everyone's like, now that people grew up with them, have the nostalgia for them. Now it's completely different. But like I don't know. Ah, sh- shit man it's complicated i mean it's just like we have the nostalgia generation of kids that grew up with nintendo 64 as their first system and wanting games like that again which is why we've had games like ukulele come out you know and super lucky tale and hat and time like those games are inspired by people who love the nintendo 64 so there's something for everybody and personally i still think episode one at least i still like it i haven't watched two or three anywhere near as recently as i've watched episode one yeah, I haven't made it to two and three yet, but I did watch episode one. Um, <laughs> you saying water made me think, of, why, you think you're a Jedi or something? Mind tricks don't work on me. <laughs> I know, I know, like, the, the people, like, that are listening to this who are, like, hardcore Star Wars fans are like, oh, my God, Nate and, Nate and Dalt, shut the fuck up. That movie is awful. God, oh, because I know they're all you, you lost it when you had the wrong guy shooting first already yeah okay. that's true that's true but I know that they're all right now but like, we, have, we, are, what we are free to say anything we want about Star Wars the, the Star Wars hardcores are all gone we can say that <laughs> it was actually good that never point I was about to say up spoilers from the later movies and realized you guys haven't got there and you're actually gonna watch them yeah, hey here's my controversial thing Empire Strikes Back was my least favorite of the original trilogy yeah, but if you go back and rewatch them, it might end up being your favorite. I didn't like it as a kid because it didn't have a damn Death Star blow <laughs> it up. That's the third one, right? No, that's the second Empire. one. Second, second. Damn. Yeah. Now the the remaining ones are now gone. It's, they're, they're, oh, he doesn't even fucking know. God damn it. <laughs> Well, technically, it's the fifth one. Probably a fucking Trekkie. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. <laughs> I don't know. I used to I used to always argue with Dustin, and I wish he was here to tell me to fuck myself over it because I would always he would be talking about Star Wars and I'd be like but do you realize Lord of the Rings is better and he'd be like <laughs> go fuck yourself all the way to fucking Pluto and back and I'd be like but it's still better <laughs> no it's not Dalton <laughs> I couldn't even make it through the first Lord of the Rings movie I got so damn bored the books are I, say, I read all the books the movies are a bunch of watching a bunch of walking there, there's not enough glowing swords in uh in the Lord of the Rings. I just think Peter Jackson couple. sucks as a director. Word, word. I you're just going for all your uh, controversial. Hey, why not? Today, just huh? let it all hang out, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dicks out for Jesus week two. 
Oh man. Um, Let's all yeah, go mall I, some children in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Call back. They're called younglings <laughs> in this context, Nathan. <laughs> oh, all those midichlorians, man! I swear. <laughs> that was a different order. <laughs> oh. There was the order that Anakin carried out, and then there was the order that Jesus and Harambe they took care of the ones in the in the Force afterlife. <laughs> oh my God, um, I, I think the Lord of the Rings games are better than the movies too. Never played them. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. The, uh, like, at least they have unique mechanics. I've heard of. Like, I've heard of them for video game related reasons instead of just because they're made out of things that people like. I, I will say that like one of my favorite Lord of the Rings games was The Third Age, which came out for PS2, Xbox, and GameCube, I believe, and it was a turn-based RPG. Okay. Like a and everyone shit on it because they were like, "Oh, we just made a Final Fantasy X clone with Lord of the Rings." I'm like, "Yes, yeah, please." Realize Final Fantasy X is fucking awesome. Right? Like, yes, please. I'll take. <laughs> yeah, that kind of sounds good. It was fucking sweet. I think I'd read. I'm going the opposite way as I went earlier. I think I would rather play a JRPG based on Lord of the Rings than actually okay, watch Here's the, the thing. Why is um, the thing Tolkien wrote being a role-playing thing a bad thing? <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just influenced every single role-playing writer afterwards. That's all. Fucking, yeah, I really enjoy oh, The one thing I will say that I remember about that game is that you're playing and everything's going awesome and like you're getting high level and all of that and like all of the sudden out of the blue you're in a fight with Sauron's eye and then you kill Sauron and the game's over so it's like I feel like they ran out of money and they're like alright we just need to jump them from this moment <laughs> to the final boss so we can get this out on time <laughs> I want to just chill with Tom Bombadil come on <laughs> but you uh interesting enough though the third age like you play as characters that like I think your main character's name is like Bellathor or something like that. They're not characters from the movies. So it's like its own story that's happening during while the other shit's going on. Yeah. And then you got the games like uh the Two Towers and like the Return of the King games where they have like the big sieges that you can take part in. And then of course the Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War games that are newer. But I just I don't know. Those games are all awesome, but they're all third person like action games. They're not trying to be first person shooters. <sighs> So, point to Lord of the Rings on this one. <laughs> uh, so, okay, let's give it a rating, man. If I was going to give this... This is the part that I was dreading, because... Yeah, so I talked about this with these guys a little bit before we started recording, and I realized I think I was going to give it... I was going to say the most nice things about this episode and then end up giving it the lowest score, and now I think they're all going to give it even lower ones. <laughs> I bet I give it the highest. I, might I wouldn't be surprised. We'll, we'll see. Uh, well, the thing I said on the Doom two or Doom three episode was that the lowest score I considered giving that game was a three point five because it irritated me a lot at the time. But I thought that it had an eight out of ten game, two different eight out of ten games they could have been that were fighting itself the whole time. So I gave it a score about halfway in between, which is five and a half. I don't think that the best game this game was trying to be was that good. So I think ultimately it's between three and three point five and something, so um, I'm gonna go ahead and give this game a four and a half. Okay. Yeah, okay. for me, I did not enjoy my experience at all. I spent most of my time cursing at this game. I even wrote in my show notes, "Oh God, I'm so over this." <laughs> I'm making Dalton die right now. Yeah, uh, sorry. So I give this game four. 
because I'm being generous here. Four Stormtrooper Blasters out of ten non-existent lightsabers, because who the hell is going to play this game that long? Fair. Both of you, those were very fair. I am going to give this the highest score. Not by much, though. So, if I were basing this solely on me playing it, I would probably give this like a three and a half. All right. But I have this weird nostalgia for anything Star Wars because of growing up with Dustin that like I just I innately love Star Wars stuff even though like I'm so noobish to it because of how much he liked it and he's like a brother to me so that bumped it up a little bit that bumped it up a point and then I tried to put myself into the shoes of somebody who got this game in 2002 and loaded it up and turned on volumetric shadows and saw what this engine could do and they were like holy shit you know what I mean? So that bumped it up another half a point. So I'm going to give this game a five. Just a straight five. It didn't impress me. I enjoyed some of the time I was playing it. It did annoy me sometimes. But like, I didn't want to put my fist through my computer. And But I don't think I'll ever go back to it. So Midland, it gets a five. It's all right. Yeah, I wouldn't say I spent most time. I wouldn't say I spent much time hating it. But the amount of time I spent annoyed by it was not backed up by the amount of time I spent enjoying it actively. Y'all enjoyed this game? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for about five total minutes of the runtime. I uh, I apologize for the coughing. When Nate made me laugh, I inhaled a bunch of spit, and I've been choking to death over here since. Um, yeah, so that was Jedi Outcast. Um, I, I, have a, I have a list. I, I do have a list um, for this week, and then we will touch on... You know, I, I just have one more oh, thought. Yeah, please, by all means. I bet if someone is actually really good at this game and can, like, blow through shit and doesn't have to worry about the accuracy and stuff because they already know where everyone is and all that, they probably get a lot out of this game because the problems they're having aren't, you know, feedback-related anymore. But the game does a really poor job of initial feedback, and that's really what's kneecapped it for me. That's all. Yeah. Uh, my suggestion is if you're going to play this game, um, when you shoot your gun... Look more at the trajectory of your laser bolt, of your blaster, you know, fire than the crosshair. Fuck the crosshair. Don't even look at the crosshair. <laughs> so if you're curious, uh, the world record speed run for this game is 35 minutes and five seconds. That's a lot of diagonal jumping. That's a lot of diagonal. Jumping. I bet it's really impressive or really weird. I mean, is that like <laughs> the any percent is probably somebody just skipping to the ending? Boom. Yeah, I was gonna say, is there like a is there a separate glitchless um, category? Or? Then in all secrets, and all secrets is held by the same guy and did it in fifty two minutes. Okay, what's all secret? Okay, so then the first run is probably pretty much just a straightforward run with really clean movement and stuff. Yeah, most that likely, awesome. that's what I'm getting. I am not gonna watch it because I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like when I looked up uh, Stanley, the search for Doctor Livingston. There's one. There's one on there, and it's like an I think it was like an hour and a half or something like that. The guy just leisurely took his time playing because <laughs> <laughs> nobody else had one out there. Um, so this list that I have, gentlemen, is some of the things that we might have to look forward to is uh, digitaltrends.com. I don't know, you know, how trustworthy their gaming section is, but this seems like a decent list. The best Star Wars games available on PC as of. 
Okay, so specifically PC. Yeah. As of January 4th, 2022. Yes, I did have a, a list of Star best Star Wars games, period. But that was a really long list, and I tried to find one a bit shorter. So, yeah, I feel like... I don't know. If I was to make a best Star Wars games list, I'd be more tempted to give it to historic games that were really cool, like the old Atari wireframe arcade game and stuff. Oh, yeah. There's, there's some older games on here. Um, not all of them are older, but... Uh, so... They're not in any particular order. Okay. Uh, so the first one on the list is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is the newest Star Wars okay. game that I know of. Uh, I believe, well, Squadrons might be newer, but you play as Cal Kestis, which to me is a way better name than Kyle Katarn. I'm just saying. Did you, did you say his name was Kyle or Cal? Cal, C-A-L, Cal Kestis. Uh, um. Yeah, Cal, Calzone, Calzone. And he's the he's the headed dude from Shameless, I think. Like that actor guy. Like it looks just like him. Uh, and you you play as him and go through. Uh, I don't know much about it. I've only played it a little bit. But I can tell you the lightsaber combat, and it is really good. And it doesn't take that long to get to the point where you can use it. Uh, but I won't spoil much more about that one because I would like to play that for the show. Um, up next is Star Wars Battlefront Two, two thousand seventeen. Okay. Now, there's the, I need to make that distinction because Battlefront and Battlefront 2, there's two different Battlefront and Battlefront 2s. So the one from 2017, um, it's basically it's a first-person shooter, um, and you go in to these massive battles, and you know, you're just killing people, in, or killing people, you know, depending if you're Empire or Rebel Alliance. But the cool thing is, like, at certain kill counts, you will unlock. You know how, like in Call of Duty, they have kill streaks where, like, you'll get the items after a certain number of kills. Like Airstrikes. Same shit, thing yeah. with this, but you'll get different, like, sentries. Uh, you'll unlock, like, new people to go in as. And eventually, if you do good enough, you get a hero character, which is a lightsaber wielder, or maybe, like, you know, Boba Fett or something along those lines. I have this seared into my brain memory of playing this game and thinking I'm doing really good. And I'm killing a bunch of stormtroopers. I'm running around, and I turn this corner, and I see a lightsaber, but I don't see anyone, right? And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" And I look down. There's this little green fucker <laughs> sitting there with his lightsaber, <laughs> looking at me. And I was like, "Oh shit!" And I blinked, dude, and Yoda just leaped forward and sliced me up into fucking bits. And I was like, "Well, <laughs> that's exactly how I thought that that would go." <laughs> but that game's pretty fun. That could be a good uh, multiplayer game once that comes up. And I believe it's on Game Pass. All right. That's uh, exciting. Up next, Star Wars Battlefront 2 2005. <laughs> well, this is the OG from back in the day. I used to play this on Xbox long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> yes, bitch. Getting them all in in this episode. <laughs> Sometimes um, it corrupts, but you're getting them in. So good job. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's the wrong hole. You just got to apologize and move on. <laughs> um, this one was the first like game that I remember being like large scale multiplayer Star Wars stuff, and it was really cool going in there and they're like you know you had to deal with the adats and people were flying around in the sky and shooting. It, it was it was a cool game. Yeah, when this one first came out, it seemed kind of like what at the time I would have thought the coolest possible idea for a Star Wars game would have been. You know, just the massive battles and everything going on, yeah. like. That, that would have been, like, my theoretical awesome Star Wars game when it was made. Absolutely, dude. And it, it was definitely one that I played a good bit of back then. Because it was a lot like... Uh, it was more sandboxy 
than some of the other games. You know what I mean? You can kind of just set up your own battle and go in and see how it plays out type thing. Um, up next would be Star Wars Squadrons, which is the newest game in the uh, like the space dogfighting type games. Looks really cool. Uh, my buddy Dustin said it was awesome. He played the entire thing in VR. Uh, I don't know how he doesn't throw up in VR doing plane stuff, but fucking kudos to him. Just quick story. I'm watching him play Ace Combat 7 in VR, and I was like, bro, if I did a barrel roll, I would fucking throw up. And he just he just throws this plane into a constant barrel roll spin. He's like, oh, it's not so bad. And I was like, fuck you. I would be vomiting everywhere right now. <laughs> he just, he thinks he's so cool. Douchebag. Yeah, if you're right, Dustin, if you're listening, you're a douchebag. <laughs> Uh, up next is one that I have never played. Maybe one of you have. Uh, Star Wars Republic Commando. Nope. I feel like I've heard that All one. All right. A uh, little description for this one says, uh, Our first trip back in time takes us to the prequel era, but unlike the films, the games around this time were not a complete mess. Shots fired. Hey! <laughs> editorialization, and it's not us this time. <laughs> uh, Republic Commando is a prime example. Rather than follow any of the films... Uh, which is a decision that you'll see most of the best games make as well. <laughs> this title puts you in the role of the leader of the Delta Squad, and uh, he and a few of his fellow commandos go on various deadly missions throughout the universe. Uh, as a first-person shooter, it feels very much like a Tom Clancy-style game. Uh, you're on foot with your squad, but you need to give them orders and direct them in order to come out alive. It's not as hardcore as some of the Tom Clancy games, but nonetheless, it says that it looked good for its time. And it is uh, for anyone who wants a more dark and serious Star Wars story. And I just, that's not what comes to mind when I think of Star Wars. I don't think dark, serious, brooding. Like you said, I kind of think of ridiculousness. Yeah. Fucking talking blue aliens and an alien that looks like he's got a nutsack on his chin. You know, (laughs) it's the kind of stuff that I want. Uh, Up next, uh, KOTOR 2, Knights of the Old Republic 2. Okay. Um, Actually... I'm sorry, this is Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. And they said okay. they're breaking a rule, but they're lumping them together because they tell this, you know, the story over the course of the two of them. Uh, all I'll say about Knights of the Old Republic is I really look forward to getting to it. It's a turn-based RPG based in the Star Wars universe. And there's a big twist. And if uh, if you don't know what the twist is, I won't say it here. Do either of you? Nope. I do not nope. know what okay, the twist good. is. Let's, let's say I don't. Okay, good. Well, if we ever get to that, then somebody will have a genuine reaction to it. Awesome. That's good to know. Um, KOTOR, really cool. Uh, up next is The Old Republic, which is the MMO, which I've played a good bit of. It's fun. It's really fun. It lets you kind of role play as a Jedi, but in the end, it's a World of Warcraft style MMO. You know what I mean? So you have to be a fan of those types of games. Uh, one that kind of surprised me, but then again, it didn't. The next one on the list is Lego Star Wars, the complete saga. That makes sense. I was kind of wondering if that would come up. I didn't know if it had a PC release. Lego games from like all the way back in the day that I can remember where they were releasing like Lego Island and stuff on PlayStation have always been way better than they had any right to be. Hmm. Like I know the Lego Batman is a blast. The Lego Jurassic World game is a blast. So I can only assume that the Star Wars ones are equally fun. Like, I've seen the scene where uh, that dramatic scene between Darth Vader and Luke, and Luke's hand pops off, and Darth Vader goes, and he pops his hand out and offers it to Luke. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want this one instead? That's cute. You know, so I imagine that that's fun. Uh, Up next is uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. (laughs) Okay. 
I've heard now, of this one. <laughs> now, do you want me to read why they think it's on here? Because I, I would like I would like to know what they said. That, that this was is good the about one it. that I was like, I'll actually read this one because it's like, okay, despite the unwieldy title, <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Knight Two Jedi Outcast nailed it with uh, what it nailed what it should feel like to actually swing a lightsaber. While it does feature first-person shooting elements, the reason this game is still so relevant to this day is how well it nailed everything surrounding the third-person lightsaber combat, specifically when it comes to duels. Uh, It does follow the story from the previous game of of a new Jedi, Kyle Katarn, but isn't necessary to go back and play the first games if you want to just jump in with this one, especially if it's the combat and multiplayer that you're most interested in. I feel like this Uh, might be a rose-colored glasses thing. (laughs) More than likely. Uh, it's just it, in the, the next paragraph is just basically saying that everything good about this game is the lightsaber duels. <laughs> so, uh, what they don't mention though is how long it takes to get to the lightsaber duels. Imagine just coming into this game wanting to do lightsaber duels and not even playing it to get to there. <laughs> yeah, me, me. Yeah, always. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man. <laughs> I actually was looking forward to a first-person shooter element. I forgot that he got his lightsaber back in this one, so. Uh, there, there's two more. Uh, the next one is Star Wars Empire at War, which is okay. the That's RTS, the big, the huge strategy yeah. game. Big which looking at this, uh, looking at the screenshot of it, it looks awesome. But I do like RTS games. You have to be a fan of tactical RTS, like strategy and stuff like that. But it looks fun. It reminds me of. Uh, does anybody remember like Warzone 2100? I think it was called. Uh, if you do. If you do remember that game from back in the day, it's free to play on Steam. Somebody made a remake of it. Um, anyway, it's just an old RTS game that was real fun that I used to play back in the day on PlayStation. Uh, and the final best game that is available on PC that is a Star Wars game is probably no surprise to anyone who has played it. Star Wars Episode One: Racer. Now this is pod racing. Oh. Pod racing. Now, I had a blast when I used to play this back in the day. This is another one that I don't know how it holds up, but I had fun with it back in the day. Um, did either of you ever play this one? Oh yeah, pod racing was great. I don't think I ever played. I don't think I played the PC one, but I remember renting the N sixty four one before. I don't know if it's the same game, but uh, it was actually probably one of my the things I enjoyed the most about Episode One. Like it was actually quite a blast. Yeah. Um, I would like to point out that this list has one glaring. Uh, admission and that is I've noticed that it doesn't seem to have as any of the uh, TIE Fighter series if that's what you're going to say well no because that's that's a serious that's a serious uh, leave off um, mine is not so serious and it's the Star Wars episode one the Phantom Menace uh, but I don't know what like the one for the I thought that one like for the PlayStation one where it just follows the story yes. of the game yes I don't know if that came out for PC oh, but boy. I was just going to say I was joking because that's the, one of the hardest games I've ever played in my entire life it was a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, that's the uh, the best Star Wars games that are available on PC. So anybody who loves Star Wars, go check out some of those. I definitely recommend at least Battlefront 2 and Jedi Fallen Order. Well, despite the fact that I didn't really, you know, have a blast with this game, I am not willing to write off the idea of even a first-person shooter Star Wars game. If we get Dark Forces the original at some point, I'm pretty much down with that. If we get Jedi Knight the original, I will check that out. If we get... Uh, what was Je- Jedi Academy? Is that what the third uh, one? That's the one after Outcast. Oh. Is Academy, yeah. After Outcast, yeah. 
I'll give that a shot. Like, just because I didn't think this one turned out doesn't mean that I think that it's a, a lost cause. And, like, you know, I feel like we're going to get some good Star Wars. Yeah, eventually we'll get some good eventually. Star Wars. Eventually. Well, gentlemen, I believe that that is all that we had for this week. Um, so let's run through some house cleaning and then we will uh, we will wrap it up. So if actually first and foremost Nate what's up the next game is your choice it sure is the fuck are we gonna play oh have you talked about I this yet not. I have not I might have mentioned what I originally thought I was going to make the game no I didn't know who, whose pick it even was okay right. so part of me was debating actually changing my original idea but I don't think I'm going to because I want to save this for when I want to play another first person shooter and I kind of just want to play Doom 2016 so <laughs> So I'm going to save what I was thinking. I might change it to, but what we are going to play this week for the Steam Machine podcast is Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition. Oh hell yeah! Hell yeah! That's what's up. I haven't played that game in fucking years, so that should be that should be a good time. Plus, it's fucking. I've wanted to try. Going to give one. me an excuse to make wrestling jokes throughout the it entire. It sure episode. is. Hell yeah! It is. <laughs> Hit you with a flying elbow shit. drop, brother. Ooh, yeah. I did. Uh, I did take the plunge and I pre-ordered the digital deluxe edition of Two K Twenty Two WWE Two K Twenty Two. Best of luck to you. I hope that GM mode is. I good. hope it's everything I hope for. They read as they completely redesigned their engine, so that's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping for. But yeah, they're guacamelee. That shit's gonna be fun. Hell yeah! Hopefully. I, I have a love-hate relationship with Metroidvanias. I, I know. really like them. I feel really bad for so. putting out another Metroidvania for you, but... Ah, it's all good. It's all good. Just don't finish it. I'm, t- I'm, like, I'm torn about throwing an RPG at you guys. So, But hold on. Actually, let me check the, uh, the long pole. What is it at right now? Ooh, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. so Sega Bass Fishing is at 4, and Final Fantasy 7 is at 5. Wow, that's a close one. So that's real close. But you got another huh. couple weeks to vote on that. So I might I might not, because I know Final Fantasy VII's long, if because that has a chance of winning, I might not pick an RPG for my next one. But I'm really jonesing. I'm really jonesing to play a good RPG. Do you know any like twelve hour RPGs, man? Yeah. Cosmic Star Heroine. I didn't expect you to have one off the top of your head. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like 12 to 15 hours, something like that. But like, part of me really wants to play Like a Dragon. And we could, and we oh. could talk to uh, Mr. Paul Korn some about that. Um, yeah, I'd love to have him on if he'd be willing. Part of me wants to play Final Fantasy Nine. You know what I mean? Like, part of me wants Nate to finish Trails in the Sky. I know, that's so bad. <laughs> but it's okay. We don't have to rush that. Like, the end of it was good enough that it's going to stick with me for a while, so be good whenever uh but yeah uh, so let's do the uh discord linky do um if you would like to join our discord and come vote on this poll that we are currently talking about or just join in on our general shenanigans and fuckery it is a uh, bit.ly slash tsmp discord all capitalized if you want to be one of our one of our many wonderful patrons uh you can go to patreon.com slash the steam machine podcast and if you pay just a dollar a month you get the episodes early. Uh, I'd say ad-free, but we don't do ads. 
and then also you uh, get any other shenanigans that I might do on there like a music episode or if we decide whenever we do our D&D thing or whatever tabletop we decide on that'll be where that probably goes um, at least at first those would be good episodes to release like oh we need a fucking week off let's just put a D&D episode out for this week anyway uh, I'm just bullshitting around but yeah but if you want to be extra cool extra extra cool you get you get your name right out on the podcast as ten dollars a month and you could be one of these people is nate sir cogsworth the seventh of juniper jeff the original expendable old jeffy lubrication himself and Arisa adam shout out to his podcast revival and extinction uh thank you also very much yeah you guys fucking rock you guys fucking rock we love you uh if you want to get a cool ass shirt with our logo on it, you want a shirt with Steamy on it, you want a shirt with maybe one of my album covers, uh, which I will get to in a second, uh, you can go to TSMP Product Shit. TSMP Productions.threadless.com. I should make a bit.ly for that to make it a lot right. simpler. Easy for you to um, say, my dude. <laughs> but yeah, TSMP Productions.threadless.com. Uh, merch you can get some merch there if you would like and if you like the show music you can go to bandcamp it's uh nile the nightmare bandcamp.com it's where you can get my music uh people seem to like it so hopefully you would as well and uh before i pass it over to nate if i have one final request and this is the most important request if you could go on whatever platform you're listening on whether it be itunes or spotify uh or podcast addict you know whatever you happen to whatever app that i can't think of because i'm old uh leave us a five-star review man that would do us that would do us a lot of good it helps us uh, climb the ranks helps us with that uh el- elusive algorithm uh that everybody wants to try to figure out but nobody can so that would that would be uh wonderful if you could do that and I'll, plus it makes us feel good inside god damn right and if you leave a five-star review uh I don't check them super often, but when I do check them, I like to read those out on the podcast. So go and go and leave us one. I would appreciate it. Uh, and on that note, Nate, I believe you do some shit on the internet. So let's hear about it. I've been slacking lately. I haven't posted a TikTok in weeks. And I think it's been, I think I missed my last three streams, but if you want to follow me on Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok at turtle bear man, because I am cool and I play old video games. All right. I feel like I should sit like this. So, Willie, what you got? I love that truncate silence is going to kill all of this. (laughs) It's entirely a visual joke anyway. (laughs) I'm just sitting over here making faces, acting like I'm thinking about something. I have nothing. I was going to say, when I put my arms up, do you guys see my arms? Yeah, dang. Yeah, you got some scratches all over those suckers. Fucking wrecked, man. You still got vine whipped. Doing all that tree work for my grandpa, but it paid off. You know, I, although my knee is now fucked and my back hurts like a son of a bitch, but I got money. <laughs> Capitalism. Yeah. All right. On that note, next week will be some guacamelee. Gentlemen, I love you. Listeners, I love y'all too. Everybody have a great week this week. For the Bros of Destruction, Nate and Willie, I'm Dalton. And as always, guys, may the force be with you.